Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening, everybody? It's the uh, Wednesday edition here of Leafs Morning Take at the Gold Muzzy, where you can find me, Nick Alberga, on Twitter, and of course, uh, Jay Rosehill, my uh, astute host, presented by Points Bet Canada. And Montana's, uh, we're looking forward big time to today's edition. What's up, Rosie? Not much, dude. Yeah, excited for a game here right now. Would like a win after the Lightning have pretty much caught us in the standings with the game in hand. So uh, points are at a paramount right now. They are. um, So our feature presentation, big time guests on today's show, uh, we were lucky enough to sit down with one Matthew Nyes of University of Minnesota and the Golden Gophers yesterday, and we're going to play that in its entirety today. What was your one takeaway from that interview, Rosie? His great hair? Yeah, sick hair. Big, strong-looking kid. Speaks well, confident, but got his head on his shoulders, man. I'm a fan of him. I, I, I got to admit, I didn't know a whole lot about him uh, personally beforehand, but solid interview, and, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see if we, uh, if we still have him after the trade deadline here. I hope if we get rid of him, we get a lot in return. Yeah, that's the big time question and conundrum, right? Um, Kyle Dubas has come out over the last little while and said, like, I'm not trading this guy for a rental or a first round pick. So it's obviously got to come in a blockbuster type deal. Maybe it's a Meyer, maybe it's a Chikorin, but the way he's trending upwards in this stock, man, it's probably better off to hold on to Matthew Nyes because he's the most talked about player in college hockey right now. And sounds like he could be actually the front runner as we have this conversation for the Hobie Baker Award for the top player in the country in college hockey. So uh, make sure to keep it locked 10 minutes away from that interview. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. By the way, um, Nick Barden, excuse me, of the Leafs Nation will have a nice little intricate article up uh, in about 20 minutes after this interview featuring uh, some of the stuff that we spoke about with Matthew Nye. So make sure to check that out. Also, we're in the process, you see on your screen, migrating over to our very own YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe. And like uh, at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can tune in for great content on a daily basis. I know I'm biased, but a lot of our interviews are up there. Our clips, um, we got some shorts on there. We got everything cooking on the, on that YouTube channel right now, Rosie. Yeah, for sure. It's been fun, man, putting some of those clips on. And sooner than later here, at some point in time, we'll be live from there. And uh, it's just kind of the whole home mm-hmm. base for everything that we do around here, which is a nice place to have. 
Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to those in about uh, 25 or so. And we can get your thoughts as well on the Matthew Nyes interview, which uh, once again coming up in about 10 minutes or so. But for now, we're going to get it over the boards. All right, Rosie, so uh, another trap game. Here we go. Our favorite uh, two words for this leave season. Uh, it's Chicago, it's Toronto. We were talking off-air. The, uh, the betting numbers uh, over a, a points bet on any betting platform, for that matter, are just outrageous. Like, the Leafs are, like, minus 520, I think. We, we last look favorites in this game, but it's the first of two uh, in five days with the Hawks. What's your read on this one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the Leafs are looking at the lines before the game, and that's what makes them uh, so complacent and think that it's an automatic win. Because if you got to bet five hundred and twenty-five dollars to win a hundred on an NHL game, I just don't see the value in that by any stretch. And I think it's just because of the market that Toronto's in and the amount of people that are betting. Vegas protects itself. It's just like when Tiger Woods is in a tournament and he has hardly any chance to win because he hasn't played in a year but he's like the favorite in, you know, the lines and the spreads and whatnot. And it's like, well, that's ridiculous. But I think Vegas is just protecting themselves from how many people bet on it. That's all I can think of because this is a game that the Leafs should win, no doubt about it. But as we know, you cannot take a night off or you're going to get bitten. So I hope they've learned their goddamn lesson after how many falls they've taken to these barrel, bottom of the barrel teams. And hopefully it's not tonight, man. I'm hoping that they have left that behind them. But I keep saying that and you keep laughing at me. I do, and I'll continue to keep laughing at you. Uh, although I will say, I found a way to combat um, the poor games against the bad teams. His name is Austin Matthews. That's the most encouraging news out of today uh, and the morning skate. Austin Matthews, he'll return. Remember the doom and gloom when they announced the injury? Minimum of three weeks. Well, we're smack dab on three weeks. I believe it's three weeks today that he got injured or banged up against the New York Rangers. Missed a total of five games. They knew exactly what they were doing. I think this is perfect. Time off for Austin Matthews. Healed up. Good to go. He'll be in the lineup. They were 2-3-0 and in five games without him, Rosie. Yeah, I think he just needed uh, to rest some nagging injuries and whatnot, whether it was a knee or a wrist or whatever. I imagine they just said, well, at what point in time can we get this guy to get some rehab and get some treatment and get some rest where we don't kind of give away half our season and that big break of the all-star break and the the time they had off afterwards and then the um, opponents they were facing in the meantime were making it look like that was the perfect time to do so and they went ahead and took advantage and hopefully he's feeling good and ready to rock for the rest of the season and he's back tonight and hopefully he shows that he's uh, he's a new man. If that doesn't boost this team, I, I, I've run out of ideas to get them going in, in games against inferior opponents, right? They're coming off that ugly game on Saturday against Columbus. They were in the driver's seat. They were up 2 nothing after one. And then it all came unglued in the second period. And it led to the uh, comments post-game by Sheldon Kiefer regarding work ethic and effort level, which uh, is scary to hear this time of year. But it's not the first time with this team over the last X amount of years. But... You would have to think you got to be boosted and pumped to get Matthews back in the lineup if you're a player on that team, right? Well, I would think so. And I mean, I know the Chicago Blackhawks aren't in a great position right now, but you're still playing the likes of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. And, you know, they've got uh, a handful of Stanley Cups in the last 10, 12, whatever years. And, you know, they come in uh, into town and all of a sudden it's like... Uh, you know, we need a win here. I don't care where they are in the standings. I think they'd learn their lesson again. I'm saying this again. You'd learn their lesson not to take this game lightly and uh, and to give them everything they got. And they got their their main man back in the lineup. So I expect a big win. I'm not going to fade them. And I uh, 
I think they're going to come out and, and do what they're supposed to do tonight. So Rosie's going to lay that price tag. I think the money lines are like minus 620. It, it's absolutely outrageous now. Like, I, you know, just we'll get to the points by Canada bet of the day coming up. But it's it's you almost have to fade Toronto, which is crazy. But nonetheless, uh, the Hawks are in the back to back. They played last night. They got shit pumped by the Montreal Canadiens out of all teams. And the, in a Connor Bedard Derby, a game I'm sure Chicago didn't want to win at all. And uh, they got the right result in that game for nothing. So we'll see what happens tonight. But the big news, too, with the with the lineup. So uh, Austin Matthews confirmed back. How about this? Justin Hall riding pine, eating popcorn press box for the first time this season. Just led me to the question, why now, Rosie? Why is this the game that they single-handed and picked out and said, you know, Justin Hall is going to be a health bond tonight? Yeah, man. I mean, after the season that we've talked about him many times and he just seemed like he was absolutely stapled to the lineup sheet, there was no chance he was yeah. coming out. It didn't even seem like it was a thought. They were never going to try to send him a message or do anything. And they have been extremely patient. And I actually think that as the season went on, he actually got uh, uh, you know better and better. And the mistakes were were less and less detrimental to the game and to the team. And he was doing all right there with Gio. And then some about that game, man you know, Keith just didn't like it. He said, well, then don't force my hand and don't put me in this situation to scratch <laughs> you and show me something basically. And, uh, you know, don't screw around or you're going to be in the press or this time of year, there's no messing around apparently. And he's going to watch a game up top. I think it's kind of a message sending type of thing, but, uh, for all the games that this team has seen and players and things that have happened, you'd think Justin Hall would have to sit down a couple of times throughout the, especially early on in the season. It hasn't happened. And for whatever reason, keep is sending a message, but I can't say he's my favorite defenseman on the team. And the fact yeah. that we're pretty deep with, with defensemen and we've had injuries and guys step up and guys be de deserving of more ice time and being in the lineup. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, but uh, maybe it'll be good for him to watch a game from up top and uh, come back with some uh, reinvigoration. In my wildest dreams, Rosie, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could never have forecasted a future where it's Justin Hall being a healthy scratch before Pierre Engvall. I think it just shows you uh, how the spectrum works for this Maple Leafs team and how they feel about certain players. But nonetheless, here we are. Engvall could have sat a couple games if he did. I don't remember. Um, it just seems to um, not as matter much um, when this guy struggles or has a rough game. He's right back out there. He, they love him. I mean, there's no doubt about it that Pierre Engvall is a guy who's really, really well-liked. Well and, and so is Justin Hall. I, I was just really, really curious. We're a couple weeks away from the deadline, and this is the game. This is the one they choose and say, you know what, enough is enough. You were minus three on Saturday against Chicago, Justin. You're sitting. Uh, so I ask you this question. Uh, is Hall in your ideal six on the back end for game one against Tampa? Oh, I mean, after if you're you've already set that precedent, man, you've ridden with him and you yeah. haven't sat him down and, and you have given him all, you know, all the leeway you could possibly give him and you have tried to instill confidence in him and give him all the experience that he can get. So, I mean, they've already set that precedent that they're riding with Hall. I mean, if they could get package him up in some kind of a deal and have him gone, I wouldn't be crying. I, I don't think he's a game changer by any stretch. Um, I would like the holes that he has in his game to start being filled because it does seem like when he makes a mistake, it is in the back of his net every time. And it's usually a scrambly, panicky, get rid of the puck type of mistake, which 
I'm not saying that's 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 not that's hard to do in the NHL. It's very yeah. fast and it's very tough. But I mean, standards are high for a team like that. And I just would prefer if we had a guy that was, uh, you know, a little bit more reliable. And as I said, he's been getting better throughout the season and hasn't had those big game losing moments on his stick that where you're just screaming at the TV because he's pretty much lost you the game in the final few minutes. But uh, nonetheless, I think they've set a precedent with riding with Hall this year. And again, make sure to check out our, our new YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. We interviewed Darren Dreger of TSN yesterday, and we went over some potential trade options uh, up front, certainly, and on the back end when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've been linked to Gavrikov, to an extent, Jacob Chikorin. So uh, without question, it's going to be a fascinating next three weeks leading into the March 3rd trade deadline. It's on a Friday for, you know, the first time, you know, since I can remember, 3 Eastern time on Friday, March 3rd. So it's going to be pandemonium and looking forward to see what happens. And now the the rumors are starting to come out about Patrick Kane a bit. So it's uh, just uh, make sure you don't believe everything you read and make, sh- make sure you watch out for those fake tweets as well. But nevertheless, uh, Montana's is bringing back the viewing party with daily deals in 2023. It is Wednesday, which means all you can eat ribs it's a personal favorite of Rosie and mine. And uh, this is how you can win a $100 gift card, by the way, this week. We're giving away a $100 gift card uh, to Montana's on Friday. Again, you have to be following as well our new YouTube page at the Leaf Station 401. Like the post, uh, follow at Montana's BBQ and TLNDC on social. Then tag those same accounts with a photo of you and your crew at Montana's enjoying some eats. And that's how you can qualify for your chance to win a $100 gift card. Yes, $100 gift card courtesy our friends over at Montana's. I am fired up for Friday. I can't wait to see who wins, Rosie. Yeah, it'll be good, man. I mean, with that kind of value and that kind of a card, you can go do that more than once and get all you can eat ribs or $5 tacos or half price wings or whatever they're giving out. You're going to do it, fill yourself up and still have a bunch left on your card to go do it again the next week. So pretty wicked deal. Who's to who's going to snip at that? That's perfect. Exactly. Okay, let's get to today's interview. Again, yesterday we had a chance to catch up with uh, Matthew Nice. Enjoy it. All right, we're so happy to be joined by an absolute stud. Look at his flow. Second rounder, 2021 from the University of Minnesota. It's none other than Matthew Nice. How are you guys? Not too bad. So uh, take us behind the scenes. Uh, it's been a busy, busy last uh, couple months in your hockey career. What's it like to be the talk of the town in college puck right now? It's, uh, it's pretty fun. You know, obviously we have an incredible team been number one for for a while now and pairwise and um yeah it's been it's been a good season so far it's exciting what's it like to be in the hobie baker conversation what would that mean to you i mean that's a tremendous honor obviously you see the guys that would come before um you know all have you know super careers in, in the nhl so um you know to be nominated is is an honor um alongside the two guys on our team it's it's uh Tremendous that, you know, I could put my name on that kind of list. And um, so I'm, I'm, you know, keeping my hopes high. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, it's it's definitely a tremendous honor. Nice. You've grown up in Phoenix, you know, not exactly a hockey hotbed. But, uh, you know, wanted to pick your brain on how you picked up the game of hockey. You know, obviously you got that uh, connection with Austin Matthews, both being, you know, members of the Maple Leafs organization. Tell us a little bit about how you got into hockey in, in such a big way uh, from a place like Phoenix. Yeah, my dad actually grew up playing like street hockey in Slovakia, so he was he he was like around the sport a lot. He knew it pretty well. Um, you know, he watched it as a kid, so he 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 really fell in love with it too. And then my older brother, um, who's four years older than me now, um, he picked it up really quick at a very young age in Arizona, and 
um, just started skating and, you know, I kind of just wanted to follow his footsteps. So I was, you know, quickly behind him. And then, you know, we would go to Coyotes games when we were kids, um, you know, back when they were in the playoffs in the conference final, uh, I think it was like 2012 or 2011 when they were playing Detroit, you know, those are the kind of games that um, my family went to. And it was just, it was so exciting to be a part of that. And um, that's kind of where I fell in love with the sport and I took it a little more serious. And I know my brother did as well. So, um, you know, I kind of shot, shot from there. Cool. What, uh, you know, I'm sure you're, I'm sure your, your focus right now is on winning a national championship and everything you're doing right now with this year of college hockey that you went back to try to, you know, finish some unfinished business and, and do everything there. But has any of your thoughts kind of wandered towards maybe later on this next, this year, playing your first NHL game and what that might be like, what that might entail? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously in the back of my head, you know, it's, it's always going to kind of be there. Um, you know, you dream about it as a kid to, to play in the NHL, to play at that level. But, um, yeah, like I, I have to kind of focus on just being here. Um, you know, I kind of, I got to focus on one team at a time and, uh, just, just focusing on winning, um, being, a, being the best player I can, um, being as effective as I can here. Um, you know, and when that kind of time comes to make that decision, that's kind of when I, um, you know, to put those thoughts in my head and kind of, um, you know, really think about, you know, how that could be, you know, reality for me and, um, so I kind of just have it in the back of my head, but it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to let it eat away at me and, you know, kind of affect the way I'm playing here. I was going to ask you too, about turning pro, like what's your feel in your game right now? Obviously you've accomplished like so much in the last year. Like it's really crazy what you've done. Do you feel like you're ready to turn pro here? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of a tough, tough question. You know, I don't, I don't know if anyone was ever, you know, as ready as like Kale McCarr was, you know, everyone's going to. It's a, uh, you know, a transition. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a big step. So, um, you know, I'm confident that, you know, I've, um, you know, can, can be at this level, be, be uh, you know, impactful player at this level, um, you know, learn to dominate and then kind of move on. So I think, um, you know, I think I'm there. I think there's um, parts of my game that I wanted to work on this year when it was coming back um, that I needed to, you know, kind of mature, um, you know, go and grow into a leadership role as well. Um, so there's things that I needed to grow in this in this kind of year that that's, you know, the whole tale of why um, I needed one more year to come back. So, um, you know, I've definitely made those adjustments. I definitely got better as a player and a uh, person off the ice as well. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely closer to, to making that step. I'm not really sure, again, what that decision is going to be until that kind of time comes up where, um, you know, I'm kind of have to sit down and say yes or no. And but uh, for now, I think, you know, I, I'm confident that, um, you know, I could be an effective player at, at the pro level. Um, I just, you know, I, again, I have to focus on, on myself here and just, uh, one team at a time. How supportive has, has Leafs Brass been with you over the last year, obviously in, in pondering your decision last year and obviously moving forward this year, they've been really, really supportive of you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, they've been wonderful, um, to have on my side, honestly, they, uh, you know, they've been, they've been, uh, you know, wonderful with giving me space on my decision, um, you know, not trying to bug me too much in my ear and, um, you know, kind of tell me what to do at this, at that time. And so I, I think they've been huge, you know, obviously, um, during the season they've come up and, um, you know, they, they helped with nutrition. They've helped with, you know, off ice work, um, drills on the ice, you know, kind of just little things that they can help around with and, um, just not too much where it gets overwhelming. So that's, what's really nice about it. I think they have a really good, um, you know, balance of, of communication with me. So that's, that's been wonderful. And I think they've been extremely supportive of, of my step coming back as well um, to the U. I think that they were, they were happy that I could, you know, come up with a decision and, and feel that, you know, I need those steps to mature and, um, you know, little steps in my game that I need to take. So, um, 
you know, they've been wonderful so far. And I think once, you know, kind of this season uh, slowly comes to an end, I think that, you know, those kind of talks can ramp up again and, um, you know, we can discuss, you know, further, further, uh, um, like the future for sure. Matthew, in your short career already, you know, you're just getting started in a lot of ways, but you've already been to an Olympics, which, you know, at, at your age, that's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. You've already checked that off the list. Tell us, you know, a little bit about that. Were you able to to hang out in the Olympic Village and kind of rub shoulders with the other athletes and get the whole experience, or what was that like for you? I mean, it was it was pretty memorable, honestly. It was uh, it was it was unbelievable um, from start to finish, from you know the opening ceremonies to playing our first game um, to playing against Team Canada with you know guys like Eric Stahl, who's um, you know, played, I think, 13, 1,400 games in the NHL now. Um, play alongside guys with NHL pro experience, um, you know, some of the best college athletes as well. Um, you know, get to meet guys like Sean White. You know, that whole experience in, in, in uh, total was, was unbelievable. But, you know, to get, get to hang out, you know, around the Olympic Village with, uh, you know, the guys on our team, you know, the guys like Justin Applicator, who, um, who's had that experience in, you know, all kind of, um, in all hockey worlds, the world championships, um, from the Stanley Cup finals, you know, I think he, um, he was awesome to just kind of sit down to and just chat, just kind of pick his brain, you know, having that kind of, um, insight on the NHL world was, was awesome for us young guys that were there as, as college athletes. Um, and then just to play in that kind of atmosphere where, um, so much is on the line. It's, it was, it was, it was tremendous, you know, it was a, um, you know, big learning experience for me. So I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful. I got to, you know, be a part of that. A spill the tea, Olympic Village, yes or no? Was it as legendary as people say it is? I mean, it was like it was a pretty nice setup. Like yeah. we each like each country got like almost like their own tower or like <laughs> apartment tower. So like um it was funny. Like at the end of it, we were all partying with like the Germans and stuff when we when That's ours sick. got ended. But um the food I met it might have been one of the worst meals I've ever had in a month. Like it was it was not good for meals. Like it was it was truly brutal. Like there's just no eggs in the morning. I was like, I'd have like cookies and apple slices for, for breakfast. Um, I remember like before the team Canada game, there was like nothing to eat. So I had, um, I had cereal, but I didn't want to have milk cause I thought it'd be like too full. So I had cereal with water before the games to get me full, <laughs> which was, which was crazy that I think all the athletes were kind of complaining, but, um, then again, you're at the Olympics and I, I couldn't really, couldn't really do much, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a crazy, crazy spot. Hey, Rosie can speak to this. The national league, a bit different in terms of spread, right? Rosie. The never hungry league, man. My, uh, <laughs> during the father's trips and stuff like that, the number one comment from the dads is just like, there is fucking food everywhere, man. I mean, you want a filet mignon for a pregame meal. There's a, there's a whole dish full of them. It's whatever you want. And, the owner's taking you out for Wagyu beef and stuff like that. You're not going to have that problem in the big league there in Izzy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. How often are you uh, you checking out the Leafs games? Um, and is there anyone on that roster that you would just love to play with or you see yourself uh, accommodating in terms of, like, a good fit with chemistry? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watch a good amount of their games. You know, usually that's the game that's, that's on. You know, when yeah. you click the TV, it's the first game that's on. And... Um, so yeah, I've watched a few of their games. I got to see, um, you know, I've got to see the lineup pretty well here and, um, but I can't really tell you what, what I'd fit in well, you know, I kind of have to, um, would step in there and, and kind of dip my toe a little bit and get to see what, um, what it's really like there. And then I could give you a better answer for, for, um, who I would accommodate, but, you know, guy playing with, you know, their top, top guys, um, obviously a guy like Austin Matthews, who I've, 
um, you know, looked up to. Um, he's been a huge influence on me to get to honestly just share the ice with him would be would be unreal. Um, so I think, you know, I, I don't really know what the answer would be to accommodate. You know, I just want to kind of step in there and um, be a player for them, be be someone that, you know, can contribute. Um, so I, I, I can't really give you an answer for, so for that question. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So you rock the number 89. We know uh, Nick Robertson. Uh, where's that number? Uh, is that number partial to you? Why do you wear it? Is there something other, uh, other number you've worn in your career too? Yeah. Uh, I wore 89 because Mikel Bodker oh. back on the Yotes team in that playoff series. Yeah. So that's kind of where I fell in love with him. Um, that's sick. You know, when I grew up playing for the Junior Coyotes, I know uh, Shane Doan, his son, wore 19. So I was like, I might as well wear 89 and we'll look like the kind of like the same. Um, and I kind of just stuck with it. I loved, I loved it. I actually got to meet him in, at the Olympics. I, I kind of I walked sick. by him. I, I was honestly shocked. I didn't even <laughs> say hi. I walked by him and I, I was uh, a little in shock. But, um, I wore that, yeah, and I wore 19 in, in junior hockey uh, for Shane. Um, obviously, he was a big influence, so I kind of wanted to represent him a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't, I know that Nick wears it, so I'm not really sure what what's uh, what's in store for me. So I'm going to have to think about it, maybe talk to my brother Phil. He's always got some good uh, trends going. He switches his number almost every year. Oh, really? Because a lot of guys are, like, superstitious, right? Like, they'll rock the same number for, for their entire career, and then there's some guys who are just flipping it up all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what it goes behind it. You know, some have deeper meanings, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really know. I, I never really found a number that was a lucky number to me. So I kind of just try to pick a cool number and, and go with it. All right. So, Nizi, uh, sources tell me your one of your favorite players growing up was Dan O'Char. I did some digging on you. I had to. You know, we have some common friends. Uh, so, Big Z, um, sources tell me you still have a fat head of big z in your room uh, i don't know if it's at school or back home just uh explain your love for big z and what he meant to your career so far uh yeah that is true <laughs> um, it was a huge fat head in my room i know i remember it was like one christmas me and my brother uh each got fat heads my brother got philip rivers because he was a huge chargers fan yeah. for the unknown reason <laughs> um, and i just love chara i loved how he was like the biggest guy on the ice as a kid, I also love that he was Slovakian. Like my parents, like he had the same background. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and from then on, I kind of just fell in love with it. Like I just loved how he was um, always the guy that everyone was afraid of, didn't want to play with. Um, you know, I think he was, you know, some of the guys that would say that he's, he's the toughest guy to, to go in the corner with. And that's the kind of thing I love. Like I thought he was uh, just a fun player to watch, how, how tough he was and um, how everyone was a little, little uh, aware of him when he was on the ice. So that's kind of where I fell in love with him. But um, yeah, obviously a huge influence. Like I, I looked up to him as well. He was um, someone I loved to watch growing up. Nizy, after uh, making your decision to go back to college this year and seeing how much success the Gophers are having, if you guys were to get that national championship this year, would that kind of solidify your decision in your head? Something you could always say to yourself, you know what, I can hang my hat on that forever and I know I made the right decision. Is that kind of what you're going for this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really want it to change the the decision of whether I choose to make the step or not obviously that's number one on my list right now uh, is, to, is to get there and to, and to win that um then you know I, I don't really know what it feels like to to be at that moment to to decide um well like I've achieved enough and that next year it's it's uh you know I'm almost going trending downhill a little bit you know I've, I've achieved the most I can at this level but um you know I, I don't really want that to to tie into the decision of of whether to stay or come or or to to make the jump
Last question. What is that behind you, man? I've been wondering that the whole interview, the the background. What is? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, yeah. What? So this is our film room. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? It's just like a big ass head. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a uh, regular season that they won uh, way back. Actually, this is a pretty long time ago. So only Hopefully quiet they... place you could find in the building, hey? Honestly, yeah, it's pretty rowdy out here. We had uh, we have our. Uh, we had a big sewer game going on in the middle of our locker room, so I, I had to get out of there in a hurry. <laughs> no worries, uh, man. I know you're so busy. Uh, really, really appreciate the time today, and uh, best of luck moving forward. We hope to see you in Toronto in the springtime. If we do, give me a shout. Let you know where to go, okay? Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Nizia. Good luck. You guys, yeah. And folks, I will be holding Matthew nice to that. Uh, once again, so thankful and appreciative of him making some time. I know he's busy over at school. That was a blast, Rosie. Totally, man. I've uh, I've become a big Nizy fan after that. He, he speaks well, which tells me he thinks yeah. well. Uh, he's grounded. He's got a head on his shoulders, but he's a confident, capable kid and a big horse, too. I like the size on him. I like the way he plays. He's like a power forward type player where he's using his lower body and he's knocking guys off and he's not allowing anyone to steal that puck. He's smart, and he's he's got big-time skill, too. I, I'm a big fan of this kid right now. Yeah, that's a stood out to me, too, just his professionalism, how gathered, composed he is. Like, you need that at the National Hockey League level, and that's why he's already one of the best players uh, collegiately on the planet right now because of the way he is and how chill he is. And uh, that's the one thing that stood out for me. So uh, looking forward over the next couple months, see what happens once that season is complete. Does Matthew Nye sign a contract with the Maple Leafs and does he make an impact right away? But for now, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends over at Point Bet Canada. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So I think for the first time of the season, I could be incorrect. You just nailed your pick yesterday. You had Sidney Crosby over a point and a half, the revenge tour following the game ejection, and uh, the Pens took care of business against San Jose. So you're back on tonight. What do you have for me, bud? Yeah, don't forget about the Super Bowl bets. Dinged that one too. True. And yeah, yesterday True. went out pretty good. It's not like uh, not like Whitney's bet I see on... Um, on his thing, throws 10 grand at the Penguins last night, geez, says. But uh, hope no one's throwing that much on my advice. But tonight I got John Tavares over 0.5 assists. I think he's going to get an apple on the board. I think it's an easy one against this team. And uh, I think you're going to get it some places at about minus 110, which for how capable that guy is of getting a point and assist on the board and how good he can dish with Willie Nylander going off these days, I think it's a great bet. So we'll see tomorrow if I can keep this train rolling. 
I like the value, and again, the uh, price just skyrocketing. So I think if you want to play this game, you have to look at some props and uh, not so much the totals or picking a side because it's just outrageous. Toronto's like minus 620 favorites to win on the money line, even one minus 200 to win puck line. Like you're almost uh, tempted to take them like minus three and a half at this point. But I just knowing what we know about this team, Rosie, I'm just staying away from that element of betting because they've had some very disappointing losses this season to some eyes. Oh, there's no value in, in betting any of that for the Maple Leafs fans, but you go a little deeper into the, the tabs there and you get on the player props, you can get shot props, point props. Who do you think is going to score tonight? There's always good things in that. So obviously stay away from that board. I think Vegas is just protecting themselves. But uh, lots of other bets to be had. I would stay away from the minus 6-11 bets though. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's just ugly. Uh, lastly, just a quick thought on uh, today's show. Matthew Nyzen, obviously looking forward to uh, the Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Again, the first of two meetings in five days between these two teams. Toronto will be at the UC on Sunday. Yeah, you bet. It's a good one. It feels like we haven't played in a long time and we get to get going again against a team we haven't really seen too much of at all. So hopefully the uh, the uh, the Maple Leafs bring their A game and we'll get to see Austin Matthews back in action. So an exciting night here. Uh, just looking at the chat as well, um, Alex writing in, make sure he doesn't wear the number 67 like he did in the Olympics. That goes without saying, of course. Uh, Adam, because uh, I, I posed the question in the chat, should they hold, should they trade him? Uh, Adam writes, I hope they hold too unique. And I think there's other options that can boost them at a lower cost. Trade everything else, not this kid. I tend to agree. Uh, good friend of the show, Tim, writes in. Uh, had, he, had it lucky last night, hit, hit a three-game parlay. Out of boy, Timmy. You've been on fire with your bets all season long. He would like Nice to, uh, would will join. Uh, he thinks Nice, excuse me, will join this team for the stretch run and the playoffs after the Frozen Four. That is the consensus uh, Alex also writes in, uh, let's fucking go Nyes, LFG. Love to see that with you on that front. And uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are the best. Great name. I hope we keep him. He's a stud. So in summary, a lot of people are behind our thoughts on keeping Matthew Nyes, throwing him in there at some point in time, assuming he signs. And that's the big assumption. But again, his professionalism, he wasn't going to tip much in that department. Yeah, and you got to understand that he's he's playing for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They're on a run right now, one and two in the whole country. They got they got a job at hand, and all of a sudden their number one player starts talking about leaving the team to to go pursue bigger things. That's just not going to happen with yeah. a player of that caliber. They've been coached, and they're too smart. He's not going to say that kind of thing. But I mean, I think the very real possibility is he he comes off of college after the Frozen Four, win or loss in their national championship, you know, endeavors, and and he steps onto the Maple Leafs roster and why can't he make a big impact right off the bat i mean a lot stranger things have happened and people aren't really taken into effect like you don't have to give anything away for that potential maybe he doesn't but maybe he does and i mean with the caliber of player he is there's no reason to think he can't you know even fill in the you know the second third line and and be a big time producer and be one of those i don't want to he's not a depth guy for a long time but for the first handful of games in his career when leading into the stanley cup playoffs you play on that third line and and fill a major hole and be able to contribute i think it would be an, unbelievable i'm with you on that front uh, meantime looking forward to three hits with rosie uh tonight following tonight's game you'll you won't be with us tomorrow so i'm flying solo should i mention as well we'll happy to be joined by uh nick richard of the Leafs Nation for a look at the uh, prospects for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll talk about Matthew Nyes and others. And I thought it was an important show to have as we lead into the deadline. Certainly, you would think the Maple Leafs might trade a couple of those prospects to get better 
in the now. Uh, so Nick Richard is coming up tomorrow and your three hits is coming up as well. And uh, looking forward to it, Rosie. Yeah, that'll be good. I think it's a good time to check out your prospects. Again, I didn't know a ton yeah. about, about Matthew Nyes, and now all of a sudden I'm like, I don't want them to unload this guy. I think he could be a major, major puzzle piece for this organization for, for years down the road. And if you flip him for, for some rental or even like a, yeah. a Patty Kane, where like, where does he fit? Who does he bump off? Who does he piss off? Like he's not going to play on yeah. anything but the top couple lines and he's going to be bumping someone down. You're going to disrupt that locker room. I don't like that play. I like holding on to this nice guy and, and thinking a little bit about the future. I know we're making a run this year and it's, it's kind of do or yeah. die this year in a lot of different ways, but hold on to that kid. See if he can make a difference. Don't unload him for a rental that may not even make your team better. Okay, many thanks again to uh, Matthew Nyes and to my stu co-host himself, Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. You've been listening and watching Leafs Morning Take. Talk tomorrow.